0: Welcome back to the Feeding Your Healthy Mind podcast. Welcome back to the Feeding Your Healthy Mind podcast. This is episode 12 of season one. So that means we have one more episode left before I take a break and hopefully come up with a new format. So slowly I've been trying different things, new equipment, trying a video podcast, seeing what maybe works a little bit better and is a nice kind of consistent format for the podcast in the future. Very looking forward to what happens next season i think this season has been a lot of learning and with audio equipment with video equipment with organizing and scheduling and i really want to make things more consistent so that will be definitely something i plan for in the next season but in this episode i want to talk about grief and grief is a topic that i feel like i've been diving into a lot recently and kind of observing how as culture and society we process grief or we address it or talk about it or don't talk about it. And grief itself comes in very different forms. Grief is a lot more encompassing than I think we, we when we think about it, define it to be. So I guess what I mean by that is sometimes we just see grief as perhaps when someone passes or someone close to us passes and that space of loss being grief. So just a physical presence being gone as loss and calling that grief. But actually we experience grief in varying ways to varying degrees. And grief isn't something we can always process fully. I think grief is something we continually process. And just like happiness and elation and maybe the very opposite end of feeling very full, grief can make us feel very empty and alone. And I feel like the more we talk about this kind of thing, the more we highlight or are open with our feelings of grief, the more we can lean into them, understand them a bit better, accept them, and allow them to be processed as and when they come up. because. I'm not sure about how many different cultures process grief, I've looked into perhaps how community in different cultures processes grief and just a simple act of of funerals or celebrating life is very different within cultures for some based on the colours they are told to wear, um, spiritually to ward off spirits, to, to mourn. Some cultures it's a party, some cultures there's music and sharing all the things that person loved and loves. And then there's grief on a very different, not necessarily different, but not about physical loss. Well, about physical loss, but of a relationship. So the grief of a breakup, the grief of losing a friend, the grief of your life not being the way it used to be. And I think that's one that I really want to focus on because Often, when we get older, when we reach our mid-twenties, thirties, mid-thirties, forties, I think there's a lot to be said about grieving the process of adolescence and youth. And youth being something for some reason in society that we really want to keep and preserve. And As much as I think it's great to look after yourself and look after your body and your mind and fuel yourself and be aware that your body is changing so that maybe it doesn't process things the way it used to, or maybe it's not as resilient, your cells aren't as resilient as they used to be, there is still a beauty in growing older and the wisdom and the experience that I don't think is great to wish away. Um, I think it's quite wonderful to embrace, but. I also understand the feeling of loss, the the feeling of losing the maybe the energy levels you used to have, or the kind of way you looked at the world, the way time you experienced time, the way in which your responsibilities and your cares have changed. And that is something to grieve. I know you can often feel a bit lighter when you're in your mid-twenties, teen years and late twenties, and then There seems to be, I know from my experience, a lot of pressure amongst friends around that same age of 30, 30 plus, that even though we know that we have more choice in the world as women, as individuals that may not want to get married and have children who maybe want to focus on a career or maybe don't, um, we have more choices and that's accepted more. There is sometimes some overhanging pressure, I know within the people I talk to, about continually trying to maybe go back to that pathway, the pathway of family, children, home, the kind of linear, the, the pseudo linear pathway to happiness, if you will. But there's a grief in that because some people do want it. And for them, the reality is they they're not going to have it or it's not going to look the way they expected or look the way it was sold to them. And that's another type of grief. So We've talked about a couple of types of grief there's physical loss from a person leaving the physical realm moving to a spiritual realm there's the loss of relationship of friendship because of circumstance because of different opinions and beliefs or, or events that occur that simply just we can't seem to repair that relationship or it doesn't grow in the same way so we end up parting ways And then there's the kind of grief around what my life was expected to be and what it is at certain milestones in life. And processing those types of grief are not something I think we're really guided to do. And sometimes I feel it is is quite a big reason as to why we may feel certain emotions such as anxiety, stress, and even depression because of that constant unprocessed grief of what we're feeling. And it's very normal to feel sad and lost because of not being where we expect it to be. But are we taught, are we guided to process that in a way that's healthy or allows it to be accepted and um, released? So I think grief can be processed in many ways and it's very dependent on the individual. I know for myself when it comes to grief, when I feel it coming up wherever or whatever it stems from, it could even be in the same relationship where things have changed or our circumstances have changed and I grieve having the freedom or the financial freedom or the, or the choices um, that I had access to at one point within that relationship. And even moving into marriage, for example, when you move into marriage you you grieve a, a solo life, a single life, and that doesn't mean you don't want to be in a partnership, a committed partnership, um, it just means that you may no longer have certain things, certain experiences, certain ways of thinking that you now have to consider and change, and that can be something you need to process on your own. Um, when women have children, when people have children, sorry, when when families have children, there's a grief of, of potentially a life of not having that responsibility of, of your whole life being focused now on caring for someone else entirely above yourself. That can bring up a lot of frustration and emotion. So varying types of grief, processing grief. What are ways that people process grief? Maybe how do I process grief? So. Personally, for me, processing grief is acknowledging. This is a feeling of loss. This is a feeling of grief, and this is something that I miss, or I long for, or I know is no longer my reality, but I have a place for it that is really quite important to me. I like to write things down, sometimes write a letter about my grief, and just allow it to to leave and acknowledge that I understand that at the time that it existed, it was everything I wanted and made me feel very secure and fulfilled. And now it doesn't really fit in with my life or with the lives of people around me and those who I've chosen to surround myself with all the circumstances I've now chosen. And I can acknowledge that, that loss and that feeling of that's a shame. Um, I really do miss that and I, I really, did love it. Um, Processing grief physically, so crying, shaking, dancing, singing, all of our sensory outlets are a way to process grief. And I really kind of think it's beautiful when certain cultures, especially when someone passes, they have like a party or they dance and they sing and sometimes they wail and make some sounds and create music that really helps remove the vibrations of of heaviness out of the body and into the air and releasing. And there's something really powerful in the kind of, not necessarily uh, cognitive focus of processing the grief, but the physical focus of processing the grief. That is something that I think maybe in Western society, we have been, um, what's the word? We have not been encouraged to process because it appears a certain way um and it actually is very healing for the body and actually makes space if we release grief we can make space for something new it's often really hard to for example if you move to a new place and there's a new group of friends that you have to make or you need to create a new support system for yourself if you're if you don't grieve and acknowledge and let go of the the wonderful thing that you had that you no longer have you can't really make space for something new because that, that thought, that lingering, that feeling is still being held onto. And it's not to say that this is gonna be better. This could be wonderful in some time if you give it time. It's just, it's okay to say, I can't have that anymore, but it was fantastic. It was great. And it made me feel this kind of way. And I appreciate it at that time. And it really supported me. But I'm in a new space, I'm in amongst new people and I need to create a new support system for myself. So I need to make space for that. And who knows what that might be. You allow something to be created, something to to come together when you give it space. You know, sometimes we think about wanting change and, or change happening uh, not of our own choice and, a lot of the time, it's making space for something new, something that is fearful, but could be wonderful. And so other forms of processing grief, um, writing, physical movement, sensory expression, talking, talking to someone, talking to yourself, saying words out loud, I miss, I, I feel heavy, I feel grief because of this i feel as though i'm losing this just statements of release and hearing and actually validating and acknowledging that grief is is a is a form of processing it it's a start it's something and just even saying something whether it be out loud to somebody close to you to a therapist to a counselor to someone who is a guided a, a spiritual guide to you some sort of guidance it can really have a strong effect on shifting of vibration, especially when you're feeling a lot of heaviness and overwhelming emotions. Um, there, are, I think there are many different forms of processing grief and the key is, or the important part is that you can process grief, but it doesn't just happen in one singular way of processing. I can't just go, okay, today I'm going to process the loss of the life I had before, because as I go about my life, as I go about days, I get memories. Memories come to me. I get something that reminds me something nostalgic that reminds me of an experience, some music, someone's words, someone's uh, fragrance, something that brings it back and it feels good for a moment. And then you feel a sense of grief because it's not there anymore. And that's another point in which I, I process the grief. Oh, that was that was a great memory and I loved feeling that and it and it brought me so much and it actually brought me to where I am now that experience brought me to where I am now so that acknowledgement that that um, gratitude for the grief actually for the thing that used to be but then knowing that where you are now some of the things you have may not have happened if you didn't process that or you didn't allow it or it didn't leave <laughs> so now i think loss is probably like physical loss of a person is probably a person someone close to you a relationship is is one of those experiences of grief that can be extremely heavy and overwhelming and really stop us from functioning or being able to see a way forward and With those types of grief, I still think that the process, being able to process them is not just, it doesn't just happen in a week or a month when you take off work or as you prepare for a funeral or as you share a memory with someone, it happens consistently throughout your life. When you're reminded of that person, of that being, of that relationship, acknowledging it, showing gratitude towards it, to them, to what they've shown you, what experiences you had with them and releasing it. And that can happen for years. It might even happen for the rest of your life, but if we reshape the way in which we we look at grief and the way in which we process grief and the tools in which we put together for ourselves in order to process grief by understanding how we can feel comforted through the processing and giving ourselves those tools can, I feel it can really help stop this kind of stigma around sharing grief or having grief held for so long, affect our lives, our relationships in the future. And also just reframing that because some people expect us to get over things, to move on and forget, completely forget about them. But the truth is we don't because we have anniversaries for loss and we don't just feel the loss on those days we feel the loss throughout our lives so taking that time to just simply acknowledge the grief acknowledge it and do something that feels like it's processing for you can be really healing so i think there's a lot more to be said about the way in which society views grief and how different cultures approach grief and loss and it is something we should continue to talk about and share how we process it share our tools for grief and what we do in moments where we or in periods of our life because we can also guide others as they may come to experience the same things through maybe milestones in life or uh, changes and We can support each other. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Feeding Your Healthy Mind podcast. And We talked about grief and how we can process it and what it means and maybe how we can reframe grief or actually acknowledge various different life experiences as they come up and grieving those, but then allowing them to be acknowledged as part of who we are and who we've become. Um... So there's one more episode left in this season and I'm looking forward to a new season in the future. Let me know how you feel about the video podcasts, if you prefer them, if you prefer the audio versions and if there are any changes that I can make Um, and let's continue to feed our healthy minds.